1: Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Uh, we're still we're still trying to figure out this whole ninety minute time slot, so we're uh, we're working on it still, and uh, we'll get it, we'll get it figured out eventually. Our phone number six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to Paul on line one. Good morning, Paul.
2: Good morning, John Paul. Who are you? Good and yourself? Uh, terrific. I reading the Globe, and if you have it in front of you. Really interesting article on page. starts on B five by Hiawatha Bray.
1: Oh, okay. I haven't. I haven't seen. My wife is. My wife has stolen the paper from me. So.
2: Oh, oh she's in the studio. Yeah. Maybe she, yeah. She, maybe she can read it. Yeah. Uh, the car. Well, this is part of the car text to talk or car text to talk feature could get safer, and apparently this um, Nuance Communications yep. incorporated mm-hmm. out of Burlington. Yep. Is developing a system that would read messages aloud to the driver, but only under right conditions. It apparently, uh, it translates trans- spoken word into digital text and text into speech uh, in beyond smartphones and cars. And apparently, it determines the speed of the vehicle to see whether uh, it's appropriate to uh, to uh, Read the uh, the text to the driver while so if, driving. You, so
1: if you were driving slow and the traffic conditions allowed it, it would say, you know, pick up milk and bread.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I want you know what what the what the real um, you know I guess what the real future is um, when cars actually start to talk to each other mm-hmm. and know kind of where they are it will probably be to the point where if you're in congested traffic, it would shut the feature down. So that wouldn't you know, that wouldn't be allowable because that's when you'd really want to be paying attention because you're going, you know, 20, 30, 10, 5, and then back up again, where you kinda have to pay attention where those slow speed collisions happen. And I wonder if the other thing is, I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where they can pre read keywords and know that um there's certain words that might show up in a in a uh like a email that might cause the driver to be um less than focused on their driving. You know, if, <laughs> like you know, the word divorce showed up or something, <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> Good, <like> it. sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean yeah, you right. never you never know. It's kinda of funny. Nuanced communications is um, IRS
2: would probably be another. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> auditing, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um but it's kind of it's kind of funny. Nuance Communications is a is a big worldwide company. They actually years ago bought. Um, remember the oh, the old company Dictaphone. Sure. Yeah, sure. they actually bought that company. They're uh, headquartered both in Burlington and in Europe. I think in Germany. Mm-hmm. And they are um, they do a lot of the background. Uh, voice voice technology in a lot of cars today like mercedes where you press the button and you say you know program navigation and about probably five or six years ago i wrote a column that appeared somewhere where i said that um my opinion was that voice technology was only about 50 percent there and i found myself sort of arguing with the systems when i went to use them and um it was it was sort of sort of interesting because all of a sudden on the ride home one day i get a call from somebody at nuance technology that wanted to challenge me on that on my comment and my first question was how did you find me and how'd you get a hold how'd you call my cell phone but apparently they they, they were listening they, to your comment. They, or something yeah exactly and uh, and so uh, i actually went up to nuance and they showed me all of their technology and took me in some of their cars that were testing and one of the things i learned from they're and they're the same company that um that you, you've probably seen the commercials for dragon naturally speaking where you'd be able to talk into your computer and it types they're that same company they do the okay. same thing yeah, and so they're all about voice to text technology and um what I found out was it's a lot like a, you know trying to get a parrot to talk it you know the parrot can only talk back in words that it knows and the and the features only work so if I said um You know drive home the system might actually know where home is for me and it's able to do that but if i said call paul this morning it might not know it might say who's paul this morning it it might it might think that's one one you know one person rather than when i wanted to do it so the technology is getting better and better but i still find myself more often than not in new cars turning it off because it will learn it will adapt and the other thing that happens you learn and adapt from using it uh, so once you get to know each other it works a little bit better but I still think we're a ways a ways off to go but certainly it's it's only going to get better in the future
2: yeah it, uh, it it's kind of long article but yeah it does it does refer to some of the least conditions in which it would hmm. uh, announce the the message but is Everything that important that they can't wait. Uh, you know, that's that's, 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 that's that's the bottom line. For yeah, me. I,
1: I mean, every time I'm every every time I'm driving, every time I'm driving down the road, the the and I see all kinds of people on phones. I'm like, are they really? Are they all? You know, are they all? You know, CEOs of NanoSteel? You know, arguing? You know, you know, trying to negotiate billion-dollar contracts. Or, or if you're a, like
2: that, or Donald Trump?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like uh, yeah. it's like I, I I don't really have that many people to talk to when I'm driving. So okay.
2: uh, does this mean they're going to revive my mother the car?
1: They you never know.
2: They yeah. very well could. <laughs> I'm <totally> sort <laughs> of dating myself and, and, and to continue that dating. Um, I remember back in the about fifty seven fifty eight Plymouth came out with a one of their cars. I don't know. I would say Belvedere, that Chevrolet. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten what the model number was. It had an aluminum top. It mm-hmm. was a coupe, and it had a, an aluminum. Uh, it a good trivia question, I guess. Yep. Um, why it didn't sell, but it it, um, it had, and it might have even been in the alum, original aluminum color. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a two door, huh. uh, maybe a Fury. I yeah, probably the huh. Plymouth Fury. Back when they had sort of the modified yep. fins yep. on the on the on the Plymouth, but um, I guess back, even in the late 50s, Chrysler was trying to lighten the, uh, the weight of the car yeah, with aluminum
1: Yeah, and even, and even then, it may have been, you think about the late 50s, that was where, you know, everything was designed to look like an airplane, mm-hmm. and the using those type of aircraft materials might have also been their way of, you know, sort of pushing the future a little bit, saying that, you know, our, our cars are like planes, maybe.
2: Well, I think their yeah. their tagline is that uh, Chrysler was three years ahead of the forward look it was three oh, years okay. ahead of everybody else <clears throat> which is uh,
1: interesting yeah
2: don't yeah. ask me what don't ask me what the newest cars yeah. look like today but that's a whole yeah. other topic and yeah. can can you really tell you know a two thousand fourteen Cadillac from a two thousand uh fifteen Cadillac on the road yeah you know it's
1: it's i i was standing around with uh, some of my New England Motor Press Association members and we saw a car coming down the road and I don't know if any of us actually could identify what it really was. You know, yeah. we knew kind of what it was, but exactly like year, make, model. You know, different than uh, um, two brothers who do a radio show down in Rhode Island, the Zangari brothers. They um, they talk about cars and you know they they are so you know they look at stuff and they're like, well, you know on the you know on the the '58. It only had it had this. Uh, you know, the round tail light on this side and this on here and this. And just that they're so, they were so, you know, focused. And you could see those things. And even today on new cars, they certainly have differences. But um, uh, like, like Dave said earlier, it's all about strength, fuel economy, uh, why they make cars lightweight. Well, a lot of the shapes today are all about trying to make those cars aerodynamic. And when you go with the aerodynamic, they all kind of look alike.
2: Which, and it was yeah. planned obsolescence
1: back yeah. then too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You had to you
2: had to have the newest. I mean, if you if you if you kept the car three years back then, it was, well, if it didn't fall apart, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a long time. Yep. Um, Speaking of that, I I was next to a car the other day it was a roadster I thought it was a Miata mm-hmm. I'm not sure does does Honda have a roadster it
1: was They have looking. they have an S2000 which was their roadster they made it for a bunch of years It was a really nice car it was yeah. uh the first generation of them um, had a uh, 2 liter engine it, it it made like I think it made about 200 horsepower which was a lot um, then and but they were very high revving engines. They you could rev it right up to like nine thousand RPM or something. So it was it was like a four wheel motorcycle. And then the second generation, they they kind of designed it. They moved the torque curve around a little bit, so it actually was a little nicer to drive. But uh, it's a it's a great little car, and they're starting to get a little bit collectible now. So but the S two thousand was a great little car. I, I
2: couldn't find. Maybe that was it. I think yep. they kind of try to hide the Honda. Uh, Badge on
1: it? Probably a little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and I was, uh, it was one car between me and and, and that car, so I wasn't quite sure what it was, but it it was in Quincy, so maybe I'll see it again. You you never know. Hey, Paul, always a pleasure. All right, take care. Bye
1: bye now. Our phone number is 617 770 3030. 617 770 3030. Let's talk to Don.
2: Morning, Don. Good morning, John Paul. How are you? I called you around. Wonderful. I called you around three weeks ago about a break uh, smoking and hot. And, oh, yeah. And you, you I was so correctly diagnosed it as a brake hose. Which it was. I cut it and cut it in sections and found the blockage. And I said, yeah, here it is. And somebody prior to that, which I didn't catch, had the courtesy to call you an intern. And I'm saying, what a low view of the genius. And, and I'm saying, you know, how could anybody disparage somebody like yourself, and I said, well, if only we knew who he was, a fool was revealed by what comes out of their mouth, but, you know, nobody has any reason to say anything unkind like that, but my reason for calling today, my brother-in-law came up from Florida, he has a CTS, six-cylinder, I don't know what year, it's got, um, let's see, oh, I forgot. It's over 100,000 okay. miles on it, just mm-hmm. over. And he says he's burning, and he uses Mobile One, because that's what it says to mm-hmm. you. Two and a half quarts for 1,800 miles. And I said, wow, that seems to be a little bit unusual, uh, especially for a car of that type. I and mean, there's no leaks, no drips, no oil on the engine. And I said, it has to be something maybe like a, a incorrect PCV valve or something. And my knowledge stops there, and I didn't
1: know if you had any insight on that. Um, yeah, I mean there there has been there has been some issues with oil consumption on some of those uh, three and a half liter engines that were in the 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 Cadillacs. Um, the I don't know, you know, and I don't know that they had any real answer to how to fix it. I, you know, at first they actually thought. I kind of remember reading about this. Uh, at first they actually thought that when they bored the engines, they actually didn't bore the cylinders exactly true, and they're actually a little bit out of round. Where in fact, you know, that wasn't the case at all. But there was. I do remember some oil consumption problems with these with these engines. Um but you said it's a, it's a couple of quarts in uh
2: Right. Yeah eighteen hundred miles. Yeah, yeah um two and a half quarts, he said exactly. Yeah. because he was asking me about mobile one, I said I I only use synthetic. I even mm. use in the lawnmower, it's easier to pull. Oh yeah. It's slipperier.
1: Yep. Yeah, so, and uh there they're unfortunately there there's no easy fix for this it's um it is it is burning oil unless it happened systematically where all of a sudden he went in and had you know an engine service done and you know the next day it started to burn oil but i think you know i i think part of the part of the issue is um th- uh, you know this this isn't you know this uh, let me back up uh Audi, for instance, the two-liter engine that's in an Audi, Audi considers the uh, completely normal oil consumption rate to be a quart of oil in every 800 miles. They say if you own an Audi with a two-liter turbocharged engine in it and it burns a quart of oil every 800 miles, it's perfectly normal. In the Cadillac engines, they say a an accepted rate of oil consumption is about a quart every 2,000 miles. So when we start to see them using a quart of oil every 600 miles, we're like, well, there's got to be something wrong. There probably is, and there's probably some um, some issue with probably valve guides or valves valve seals, which would mm-hmm. be probably most typical. Um, I guess at this point, really, all you can do is... Um, Do a compression test and a uh, cylinder leak down test. Make sure the engine compression is good. You brought up the PCV valve. Make sure that it's the right one in there and it's operating properly because if it's sticking open or blocked, it's going to cause an oil consumption problem. And then um, after that, the only thing left, if the compression's good, the PCV system's working the way it should, replacing... um, replacing the valve guide seals is about all you can do and um depending on which engine depending on how old this is whether it's uh whether it's the uh the bigger three and a half liter engine or whether it's the uh or whether it's the uh the other one uh which i think is a 2.8 liter the smaller v6 no matter how you look at it it's going to cost you i would be willing to bet um the seals are probably six bucks a piece they're a little expensive uh so if you you put you put a bunch of them in and it's about 10 hours labor so mm-hmm. by the time you're done you're going to spend 13 or 1400 dollars to solve the oil problem it's a lot
2: it's not worth it, it it's way lubricating the engine a little extra
1: yeah, that's it that's the way i look at it
2: yeah, unless unless
1: oil. it starts to really smoke Right. And right now, that you know, quart Perfect. of oil and then you know, six, seven, eight hundred miles isn't even really going to be enough to smoke. So I think if it has a lot of miles on it and it's uh, you know getting you know getting seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I'd probably just let it you know just you know, just chalk yeah, it, it isn't up to even a,
2: that old. Yeah, but when you accelerate, you can't even tell yep. any smoke, nothing. Yep, you can't smell, you can't see.
1: No, I think. So yeah, I would at this point, I would just keep an eye on the oil level. Uh, I might you know depending on what it calls for for oil if there's any variation of possibility in there that you know um you know for you know certain weather conditions you can maybe use a little bit heavier oil maybe then i'd say well you know if i have a choice of you know 020 or or you know 1040 i i might go with something i might go with something just a little bit heavier just to you know, just to, it might help a little bit, but that usually isn't the case. GM is usually pretty specific about the kind of oil, and uh, yeah, yeah, the, you know, all those engines say, yeah, put mobile one in, but, um, you know, and it, they, you know, they say 530 is the best for your vehicle. I, I would, you know, I would make it a point to, you know, make sure it's, you know, make sure it's 530, and make sure it's not 520 they're putting in by mistake, because that's right. a possibility. Um, right. Yeah, and uh, but other than that, I don't think I don't think I'd be willing to spend a, you know twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars to to take care of a quart of oil every s- seven or eight hundred miles.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I told him. I said, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a beautiful looking car. Uh, he bought it used, and uh, it's only recently this thing started. And I said, well, it's uh, not a big deal.
3: Yeah, no, it's not like it's yeah. or anything like yeah. that. So but
1: I, but I would, I would check the PCV valve. Uh, you know, I think you're right on the money to bring it up and take a look at it. Put a new one in. You know, for the short amount of money a PCV valve right. costs, put a new one in. And uh, the other thing, make sure that you know, like you said, it's running the way it should. But uh, you know, you know. Do a, do a fresh oil change on it, put a new PCV valve in it, and, you know, see when the next time you add a quart of oil and see if it's, uh, you know, 700 or 800 miles or 1,000 miles right. or more. Or whatever. But I still think at that uh, I would be hard-pressed to spend the money to to take care of a quart of oil. If I don't see it dripping on the ground, if I don't see it leaking, I don't think I'd worry about it. Yeah, that's
2: what I told you, yeah. you know. Nice guy. I promised I'd call him this morning, and I, I did, and I said, gee, but I have to tell Jordan Paul about uh, the brake line issue because you were so much on the money. You know, it slipped over my head because they look so good on the outside. Yep, yep they but do. But the inside, they're... when I spliced them, I could see it was no good. Yep. And the sad part is, uh, whoever you buy brake lines from, I mean, hoses from, they're all Chinese. Yeah. You know, Songbird or this and yep. that, whether it's Dorman, whether it's Ravestus, same hose, you know, different box, and it's the same...
1: Yeah. Same no, same it's person. it's. Uh, you you kind of look around. And you're like, what isn't made in China these days? Yeah, it's really yeah. it's
2: really scary. Yeah. I
1: know. remember I remember years ago I was uh, I I took a class. I at one point I decided I was going to be a school teacher. I was going to be a Votech teacher. So I had to take a bunch of classes. And the guy who was running the class was uh, I think he might have been the superintendent of Plymouth North High School or one one of the schools down in Plymouth. And he said to me, our biggest problem is if we ever get into a war, we'll never win. And I said, why is that? And he said, we don't make make bearings anymore. He said, all the bearings are made outside of the United States. And I kind of said, I never really thought of that. And he said, you know, go back to the old Hogan's Heroes shows. He said, what were they always blowing up in the Hogan's Heroes shows? They're always blowing up the German bearing factories because everything runs on a bearing.
2: And, That's so true. Yeah. Even our Hyundai, I mean our uh, Frigidaire front loader washer, the bearings, the Hyundai. Yeah, yeah. It says right on there, yep. you say, oh, this is interesting. I mean, they can take something apart. Nice. yep. You say. Even uh, a Chrysler new process transmission had uh, imported bearings yep. on it.
1: Yep, you yep, to
2: be kidding. Yeah,
1: and it's amazing, you know, anything you know, anything to look at... Uh, you know, I was uh, you know I was looking at a toolbox one day. All the drawers have bearings in them now. Everything has it's everything powerful. has a bearing in them, and we don't make bearings here. So I don't maybe right. maybe
2: they're Chinese. Yeah, oh, maybe maybe this whole time I
1: was right, but you know, I, I don't know. Something to think about.
2: It's scary, yeah. But yeah. as usual, you always come through with the answer, you know, and and especially in the difficult ones. But that's
1: uh, that. Well, that's, well I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Well, thank you. Okay. Jim. All right. Take care. Bye bye, Don. All right. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Well, just when when my ego gets all boosted up, down it goes again. I got a call from Laurent Laurent Colossi. It's probably not even close. He is from um, a company called Rescue Me in Manitoba, Canada. And they make a little device if you get stuck in your car to break your car windows, cut your seatbelt, things like that. And apparently I was quoted in the Milford Daily News. It says, uh, your name came up providing some information that could potentially mislead or confuse the public on how to escape from a sinking car. And I said... Uh, first off, always wear your seatbelt because if you don't, some people say, well, if you go into the water and, you know, you're trapped by your seatbelt, you're going to drown. If you're not wearing your seatbelt and you go into the water, you're going to hit your head and be unconscious. So wear your seatbelt. And I said, you know, the first thing is the hardest, don't panic. Um, try to put the windows down. If you can't put the windows down, I said, try to break the windows. And if that doesn't work, if you can't break the window, uh, the next thing you should do is let the water come into the car until the um water starts to equalize a little bit and then you can open the door now of course depending on the crash if the body's badly damaged you might not be able to do that and you know then go back to trying to break the window but you're never going to be able to open the door if the inside of the car has no water in it and the outside of the car is, has water pressing against the door so you have to let the water equalize and he said no no you shouldn't do that what you should do is once the car goes into the water, first thing you should do, take your seatbelt off, which I agreed with. We both said that. And then he said, break the window so you can get out. And he sold, he sells this little keychain tool to be able to break the window of a car and do it easily. Um, and it's go, and basically, it's a center punch. It's something EMTs have been using forever to break the glass in a window. And I said, well, I agree with that. If you have it, good idea. So he's going to be sending me some to give away. So he said... I don't. He said your your rules were okay, but now there's some new tools that make it easier. And their suggestion is you should leave this tool in your car, even hanging off your rearview mirror, so you can do it. And I said, well, I don't like anything hanging off your rearview. So we agreed and disagreed. But he sounded like a nice guy. He had a heavy French accent. I understood about every third word, but he he uh, said I potentially was misleading tell you what why don't we take a break when we come back we're going to do a little bit of trivia i'm going to talk about some cars that got me around including a buick yes it was a buick my name is john paul this is the car doctor program if you want to join us 617-770-3030 we'll be right back up and
2: down the same old street I the kids are hip. i buddies and me, I'll real well known. Yeah, bad guys know I sent the Get around, get 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 around, get around, I get get around,
0: get around, around, I get around, get around, get around, W. R. O. L. Boston.
2: But there ain't no cure for the summertime.
4: Hey, has this ever happened to you? You're in a parking lot and you're walking along and you just can't remember exactly where you parked your car. Oh, but great. You can just sound your horn with your key fob. Unless, of course, that battery in that key fob is weak. So you can stop by our Interstate All Battery Center in Woburn and we'll replace your key fob battery free with any purchase. Find us fast at interstatebatteries.com in Woburn. And remember, always choose outrageously dependable
0: interstate batteries. As energy prices go up, your cooling bills can make you extremely hot. Whew. But now there's a way to extinguish the problem. Mitsubishi Electric Systems can cool and heat multiple rooms or just one room at a time with no ductwork. If you think about it, why pay to cool the whole house when you only use a few rooms? Mitsubishi Electric's advanced technology gives you the most efficient, reliable way to cool or heat while cutting up to 30% off your energy bill versus traditional HVAC. Plus, they filter allergens and are
5: quieter than a human whisper.
0: You can even control them remotely with a smartphone or tablet. They're perfect for remodels, fixing hot and cold spots, or replacing your entire HVAC system.
4: I'm Mike Francione, owner of Coastal Heating and Air Conditioning in Quincy. We at Coastal have you covered for all your heating, AC, and refrigeration needs. Call Coastal today at 617-770-0636 or visit us on the web at CoastalAHR.com.
0: Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Live better. Okay. You buy a Father's Day card, give it to Dad, and what happens? Eventually, he's done reading it, turns it over, and there's the price. In plain numbers, right under the black and white bars of that UPC thingy. Come on, can you really put a price on Dad? Give him something infinitely more valuable. A priceless message of your love and affection. Send Dad a free Father's Day e-card from CrossCards.com. Priceless Father's Day e-greetings, free for the sending. At CrossCards.com. you're listening to the car doctor
2: Mustang inside
1: Back to the Car Doctor program on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Well, this is a this is an old trivia question, and um, I kind of stole it from uh, the Henry Ford Museum when I was there the uh, couple weeks ago, because I saw this written in a note to Henry Ford, and I want to know who wrote this note. And it says to Henry Ford, I have drove Fords, and this is exact quote, I have drove Fords exclusively when I could get away with one. It has got every other car skinned, and even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you what a fine car you got in your V8. That was the exact wording of the note. My question is, who wrote that note? If you know, give us a call at 617-770-3030. So the, the quote is, I have drove Fords exclusively when I could get away with one. It has got every other car skinned. Even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, it don't hurt anything to tell you what a fine car you got in the V8. So if you know the answer, and we'll pick, uh, we'll pick I don't know, we'll let Marita pick Pick the callers as they come in. So that's the question for this week. And we are going to be starting a new contest where we're going to, uh, as people call in, we, we want to get people to call in more in that first half hour of the program. We're going to enter your name into a uh, uh, something, a box, a bag, something. And um, we're, we're going to, we're going to uh, give away a AAA membership. So if you listen in the first uh, part of the program, you'll get a AAA membership. Well, I've been driving a variety of different cars in the past few weeks, and I've been a little uh, lax about actually talking about them. And one car that was uh, I've been lax about talking about was the 2015 Regal all-wheel drive GS. And you've probably seen the commercials about the uh, Buick, and it's like, no, I'm in the Buick. They're like, where? Where? And then they finally figure out it's a Buick. Well, last week we took the car to the beach and we were with our neighbors and one of their uh, one of the neighbors uh his son was there and he actually went out to get something to eat or did something and came back and he's like he wasn't quite sure and he's kind of like no no they're, he's they're in the buick and he's like i did i did exactly what the commercial was i didn't recognize it was a buick so uh this happened to be the 2015 all-wheel-drive GS, so the hot rod version. It uses a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder uh, engine. It produces like four, 270 horsepower, I think. Plenty of power. It's 6-speed automatic. Um, all-wheel-drive, so it's going to be a good car in the wintertime, unless it happens to have the summer tire option that this car did, which you'd to uh, you'd want to replace these tires. This had the 20-inch aluminum alloy wheels with 20-inch summer-only tires. Very specific, and that was a that was a um, seven hundred dollar option, which means you get the tires, but then you have to buy more tires if you're going to drive it uh, drive it year round. Um, it had all the uh, you know everything you can imagine: heated and cold seats, and upgraded sound system, steering wheel controls, built in Wi Fi, one um, hundred and ten volt power outlet. Um, OnStar, of course, but the built-in Wi-Fi. Uh, so if you had, if you wanted to, uh, you know, limit your cell phone data plan, you could use up the data plan in this, I guess. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a, uh, one thing it didn't come with is a spare tire. It came with a spare tire inflator kit. And the Internet being the Internet, I put a little picture on Facebook, and I said, call me old-fashioned, but I like a spare tire, and I took a picture of of the uh, of the empty space with the spare tire inflator kit, and uh, Ezra Dyer, the editor, the automotive editor for Automobile, uh, I mean for Popular Mechanics magazine, and a writer for Car and Driver, posted your old fashioned, and many other people sort of agreed with me, and then mysteriously I get an email from the uh, fix a flat people that say that came up with ten reasons why. Uh, a spare tire repair kit is better than changing a spare. So, but it was one of those, but it was just one of those things. So, it was interesting how the internet still amazes me. Uh, Some of the other nice features in this car, the rear vision camera, it actually was a really good camera, and actually worked really well at night. And I got an email from someone the other day that didn't like the way their backup lights worked, they weren't bright enough, and I suggested a backup camera, because some of the aftermarket backup cameras work really well. I... I have really gotten to the point where I like push button start, keep your keys in your pocket, even though I've just read again about somebody who forgot to shut their car off and almost, and apparently they left it in the garage running. The good news is it didn't kill anybody. The bad news is they left it running. But, uh, uh, and people, and because it's in the garage, they'd leave the key right in it. So they think they hit the off button. They leave the key in it. So it's not like if you walk away and you leave the key in the car, it starts to beep and chirp at you. Or if you take the car with you, it beeps and chirps at you. In this case, it just stayed running. So, but the but the Buick Regal is uh, if you're looking for if you're looking for a in this case a sort of sporty all-wheel drive car with all the features, and you don't want it to look like an old time Buick, the new Buick Regal is a nice looking car. Uh, this one. Fully loaded, every possible option in it, including a $1,000 sunroof and the 20-inch uh, summer tires. Well, they're not giving them away. Uh, as delivered price, $44,670. But again, that is the GS model uh, without the options 39, a 10. Uh, the additional options driver confidence package. Interesting way to call that. And it had the Driver Confidence Package 1 and Driver Confidence Package 2. And the uh, first one included adaptive cruise control and automatic collision preparation. The second one was a uh, uh, sensor indicator for following distance and cross-traffic alert. All the stuff that makes it easier to... uh, We were just doing this this morning. I was backing out of uh, parking space between a pickup truck and an SUV in the home depot parking lot this morning and you couldn't see anything you were blocked in so having this all these uh technology is pretty neat well marita where should we go first for trivia it's up to you however you want to do it so okay let's go to kevin online too hello kevin
3: yes hello john how are you doing good how are you I'm doing good quite well, thank you. It's a beautiful Saturday here so far. So far. Um, let, me turn the, let me turn the radio down. Well, there was brilliant sunshine at 6 o'clock. Now it's 9 o'clock.
1: I know, it's caught up. And, and as I recall from watching the weather last night, it was supposed to be the other way around. It was yes, going to be cloudy in the morning with sunshine in the afternoon.
3: Yes, and um, but before I forget, let me wish you a happy Father's Day. Well,
1: thank you, so new
3: and uh, I, um, uh, as far as the trivia goes, uh, I don't know if this is something that's widely known or not. So I figured I'd get my call in first thing. Um, I believe it was one Mr. Clyde Barrow of Bonnie and Clyde theme.
1: You are absolutely correct. It is Clyde Barrow who uh, I guess when he I guess when he said uh, um, even if my business hasn't been strictly legal, I guess Bonnie and Clyde would really I guess that would be a, a pretty good guess. So yeah i'm not i'm not sure if that was in the movie or not yeah i don't i don't remember that either but the they they actually had the they actually had the note uh at the henry ford museum so it was kind of neat to see Oh, you
3: you've been you've been there then.
1: yeah yeah I, I yeah it it was on display at the henry ford museum the note the note that Clyde barrow wrote to henry ford so i um
3: just on a, on another matter here um I I was listening to a a, a friend of yours, a fellow
1: by the name of Bob Long.
2: Oh
3: yeah, yep. And and um, I was wondering did did um, did he have a, a medical issue recently?
1: Not that I know of.
3: Okay, well because he had um he he was on the radio and he was talking with someone and doing an interview and he quite obviously just just mentally completely lost it. he was asking the same question over and over again <sighs> and then he was. He was stringing together words that commonly do not go together in the English language. And um, subsequent to that, the shows have been um, repeats of previous shows. Hmm. And I know he had mentioned at one point that he was talking about various things, and he mentioned his association with um, with John Paul from up in New England, because he grew up in Needham, Massachusetts.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, he grew, um, up in grew up in Needham. He moved out to... Uh, like out towards Hopkinton or somewhere for a while. Then he, uh, his, uh, his wife's family needed some help, so he moved down to Florida for a while. Uh, and he's been kind of bouncing back and forth between Florida and um, Hull, I think, for a while. So, but I, I'm going to have to send him a note and see what's up. I appreciate that.
3: Well, I did go online to see if I could find yep. any news about it, but on his website, the uh, radio show on the other, that yep. one, he has got a call. I didn't see anything about it, but I just thought I'd cross that out. For no, I,
1: I haven't. I haven't heard anything, but I will. I'll, I'll shoot him a note and see how he's doing.
3: He was a class, not classmate, so to speak, but he graduated '76 and I graduated '73 out of him High. Oh, so. okay, all right. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, Bob. Um, uh, Bonnie, uh Mr. Bell, he liked to drive those forks. I think they had V8 they, Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: he could he could beat all the police cars with them, apparently. so. <laughs> a different area yeah. for sure. I'll, ta- I'll tell you a what. Job. We'll put you on hold. We'll send you out a little prize, okay?
3: Wonderful. Thank
1: you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. We'll take a break. Marita will get uh, Kevin's information. If you would like to join us with a question about your car, give us a call at 617-770-3030 or a good car story. Maybe you do something that's illegal. Well, hardly legal. And you do it in a fast car. I hope not, but if you want to tell a good story, give us a call at 617-770-3030. We'll be right back.
3: Ideals I think are right. And I can stand beside the idea to stand and fight. I do believe there's a dream for everyone. This is our country. To live And there's room enough here For religion to forgive And try to understand all the people of this land This is our country From the east coast To the west coast down the Dixie Highway Back home
0: This is our country W-R-O-L, Boston.
6: Do you panic every time the phone rings? Do you dread opening the mail? Are you scared to see who is at the front door? One phone call to the experts at Rush Tax Resolution can put an end to your nightmare. If you owe $10,000 or more in personal or business taxes, have unfiled returns, received an audit notice, or have been threatened with a levy or garnishment, chances are your tax problem has been costing you a lot of sleep. Call 877-554-RUSH to get effective and reputable help today. Rush Tax Resolution has federally licensed tax experts with unrestricted rights to represent and defend you before the irs they will hold your hand through the process and get you a permanent solution to your tax problem you may even have up to 85 percent of your taxes forgiven and if you're not sure what the irs has in your file call today and receive a free transcript analysis call now 877-554-RUSH that's 877-554-RUSH or log on to rushtaxresolution.com 877-554-7874
4: Hey, it's Kurt here, your Interstate Battery Guy. And if you're on the job site right now, you have tons of power-hungry devices that need portable power. No matter what kind of device you're using, we have your battery. At Interstate all Battery Center in Woburn, we have every battery for every need. You know we supply those hard-to-find batteries for two-way radios, specialty tools, testing equipment, monitors, and alarms. We even have replacement batteries for every major brand of cordless drill or power tool. At the Interstate All Battery Center in Woburn, we love to light up people's lives. So of course, we have all kinds of batteries for flashlights and even hard-to-find batteries for those specialty lights. Whether it's the job site, the campsite, work or recreation, the Interstate All Battery Center in Woburn will keep you powered up. We're located at 30 Nashville Street, directly off of Montvale Ave in Woburn. Stop by or visit interstatebatteries.com, Woburn. In and remember, always ask for outrageously dependable interstate batteries.
0: Now, let's get back to the car doctor, John Paul.
3: I love you for your pain and pain. Brothers to the seats, riding in the fight. Losing down the street, waving to the girls, feeling outside. Spending all my money on
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM950WROL, the spirit of Boston. Marita, I understand you went over to go see our buddy Dave over at Auto Toys. I did. Why? How come?
5: Well, you know, being in radio and, you know, I, I enjoy good music and good sound, you know, and... Uh, the radio in my car that just was the standard radio that it com- that came with. I was yeah. getting really just irritated with the radio. My auxiliary like jack or whatever yeah. just stopped working. Like the sound was only coming in one channel, and I'm trying to play my music off my like iPhone, and I was just getting really frustrated. I was dealing with this for probably like a long time, probably like a year, and I'm like, I okay, get, I gotta, I gotta do something. And it like just
1: so happened your birthday was rolling around
5: yes exactly so um i was looking around and i know you were kind of i remember him uh, being on our program before and i was like hmm i think i'll uh, go over to auto toys so and, and what'd you get i ended up getting a alpine radio in my car installed so i got that i guess you could call it like a deck or something mm-hmm. an alpine deck yeah. um so i got that installed in the car and um you know, Bluetooth, great sound, and then I also had it hooked up to the uh, the steering wheel controls. I know that's mm-hmm. something, like, that is separate, but yeah. I had it hooked up to that, too, because I use those controls in the steering wheel all the time. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. I love the sound. Um, the Bluetooth is perfect. You know, I don't have to worry about my auxiliary cable, the standard one in my car. It, it's right into my radio now, and it also is a USB uh, compatible, so I can charge my phone and play stuff at the same time. So the quality is really good.
1: That's good, that's yeah. good, yeah.
5: Pretty yeah. happy about it. And
1: uh, how'd the installation come out? Did it look? Does it?
5: It looks really nice, yeah. What they ended up doing, I mean, they. I guess the Alpine, I mean, I maybe they, I don't know if they all come in two different colors, but it was either, you know, the silver or the black, and we got, you know, the black to kind of match the yep. dashboard, yep. and um, yeah, it looks yep. smooth, it's got a little compartment underneath it where I can kind of put um, any of my chargers or any of that, so yeah, it's great, I love it
1: going to have to check it out when you I have, go outside. You're going to yeah. have to look at it, yeah. 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 Well, that's nice. It's always, it's always nice. I I have been, uh, you know, going to Auto Toys there. You know, unfortunately, we only go over there around Christmas time.
5: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, needs, he, uh, yeah. I, was, I was talking to him about you. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I you know, John Paul. He was like, oh, yeah. You know, he was, was talking. He had uh, nice things to say about you, too. And um, so, yeah, yeah, we got to meet him. It was nice.
1: But uh, uh, one of the things I always noticed when I was over there is the... Uh, The installation, they they just, I've watched some of their people work, and they always just do a good job. And the, uh, there's a younger guy behind the counter.
5: I, like, I I was in contact with, like, at least two or three different people that I saw. I mean, they were all, like, excellent.
1: Yeah. No, they're good, they're good people. So, you know, if you're thinking about, uh, an aftermarket sound system or remote car starter, which they, uh, at, yeah. at the at the Christmas time rush over there, yeah. all they're doing is remote car starters. They they are yeah. putting them in, and it's kind of it's kind of funny. He he, you know, sometimes you hear uh, somebody buys a new car, and they're like, "Well, if you put a remote car starter in it, you could void the warranty," and it, which is nonsense. Um, if it's done correctly, it's nonsense. If it's done wrong, well then that's possible but oh, yeah. but the uh but they they have also said that there's no reason that an aftermarket part, if it's installed incorrectly, could void the warranty in fact uh there's a law that was passed years ago that said if there's some part that's that is they're saying is not compatible with a vehicle, uh the manufacturer has to actually provide it at no charge so uh so that's uh you know, but it has to be good installation, And they've been, uh, you know, Dave. Dave was a, Dave was an employee there and ended up buying the company. So always nice to see some interesting news. Uh, the Cadillac Escalade is a very popular vehicle, and um, a year after reach showroom, buyers are spending about eighty three thousand dollars on average, up about uh, thirteen thousand from the last generation. Sales have more than doubled in the first quarter of this year. $7,900. Just when you think the economy is not doing that good, people are going out and buying um, $80,000 SUVs. Buyers have all been, also been stepping up the long wheelbase version, the ESV, off the lot. Um, in fact, they can't even keep a month's supply in stock, apparently. Cadillac product planners are already mulling the next uh, generation of this big luxury SUV, but here's where it gets tricky. The Escalade embodies almost none of the brand attributes Cadillac is using to transform itself. It's uh, not a performance vehicle. It's not laden with new technology. It doesn't have Cadillac's exclusive engine. Uh, at the New York Auto Show, uh, they were saying that uh, it's an iconic sub-brand and it's amazingly successful. Here's the problem: is it's doing so well, they don't want to change it because they don't want to. They don't want to actually have it. You know, it, it's good. But yet, it's getting old. And um, it's a a little different than, say, like the uh, Lincoln Navigator or Ford Expedition, which really is getting old. That's built on a 2003 Ford F-150 platform. It feels old. The Cadillac Escalade doesn't feel old yet. And uh, it's interesting. They haven't quite figured out what to do with it yet. Mm. So, I don't know. Well, if you're in if you're in Abington today on Route 123, you may see an Escalade over there because rapper Fifty Cent is going to be at some liquor store, and uh, so stay away from Route 123, I guess, over near the Walmart. I don't know if it's ten to twelve or twelve to two. I don't know what it is, but I I sent poor Marina an email. Maybe we should do a remote.
5: I thought you were serious. I thought I was like, are you serious?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, I actually i just I have a picture in front of me of a new Ford Fusion, and it 's uh, the Ford Fusion uh, due for freshening uh, next year uh, as a two thousand and seventeen model, so it 's going to be out next year, uh, but probably be introduced uh, in September as of two thousand and seventeen. It gets a restyled uh, rear end and it has a spy photo of taillights that are more upscale than those on the current fusion. Uh, with some horizontal stripes. I actually saw this car when I was in Detroit. It was rolling around with the uh, with all the camouflage paint all over it or camouflage wrap all over it. So it was... Um, I didn't quite know what it was at the time, but now that I read it's a, it's a freshened-up Ford Fusion, it's exactly what I saw. And that's one of the things about going to Detroit and Dearborn is there are still an awful lot of... Um, cars that are in production, that are just driving around on the street, and as much as the Ford Proving Grounds is on the, uh, the grounds of where the Henry Ford Museum and all that stuff is, uh, we were in a bus to be able to get over there, and sitting from the bus, you could actually see the cars getting ready to go around the Proving Grounds, and I was like, I thought this was supposed to be secret. Maybe not. Fiat has come out with the 500X crossover. They call it a game-changer. Not so sure. Fiat expects to make uh, inroads in the Snow Belt with the 500X, a new crossover with uh, optional all-wheel drive, this game-changer for us. This is uh, the halo for the brand, according to the head of Fiat brand in North America, as uh, they were doing a meteor event. A meteor event that I missed, actually, that was going on here in New England, too. The system uh, disconnects the rear-wheel drive and rear differential automatically when additional... Uh, traction is unneeded improving fuel economy the feature is similar to that offered in the Jeep renegade because there's very similar vehicles but is calibrated differently for the 500x to improve on-road performance the renegade and, and uh, 500x share a platform the 500x began arriving uh, will begin arriving well, probably in uh, uh, August or so maybe you'll start to see them I haven't driven the renegade yet uh, it's a very people are People apparently are coming into Jeep showrooms looking for it because it is uh, gaining an awful lot of publicity with advertising. And I haven't driven one yet. Jeep says it's trail rated. It's ready to go off-road. I don't know yet. Why don't we take another break? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. There's about five minutes left of the program. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. We'll be right back.
2: girls, outside, money a Honey, I just
3: what do there in the I
0: a lot, I a WROL Boston. When it comes to your car, AAA is the place for everything automotive. From buying a car to taking care of your vehicle on the road, AAA is the expert you can rely on and trust. If you're researching and buying a new or used vehicle, the AAA Auto Buying Program is a great tool. AAA members receive guaranteed pricing on new and used vehicles and save an average of $3,000 on new cars. When it comes to financing your purchase, look to AAA for competitive low rates. Once your vehicle's on the road, AAA Auto Insurance protects you in the event of a crash with extra Excellent coverage and competitive rates. You can even purchase an extended warranty that will help cover you if your vehicle is in need of repair. For repairs or maintenance for your vehicle, AAA has an extensive network of approved auto repair facilities. If your windshield gets damaged, AAA Auto Glass can repair or replace it. And when you really need help on the road, AAA Roadside Assistance is there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Whether you need a flat tire changed, a dead battery jumped, or a tow. So for everything and anything automotive, go to AAA.com slash everything auto. We're celebrating the anniversary of
6: two great brands. It's Sullivan Tires 60th and General Tires 100th. So just in time for the summer driving season, Sullivan Tires putting all General Tires on sale. Get $60 off instantly when you buy any four General Tires. Save on quality road-gripping General Tires including the Grabber HTs, the Altimax RT43, and the G-Max AS03. No matter what you drive, there's a General Tire for you. And all are on sale right now at Sullivan Tire. Thank you, New England, for 60 great years. See SullivanTire.com for details.
0: WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WRL, The Spirit of Boston. Remember, as soon as I'm done, the very best in Irish music comes up with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hit Parade. Remember, Irish music uh, just about all weekend with Paul and Matt and Bill and John and Seamus. Whew. A lot of Irish music. And it's the best in Irish music. Best anywhere. You can hear it right here on AM 950 WROL. Well, the Waldorf Astoria which I have never stayed in a Waldorf Astoria, but I've had a Waldorf salad once, so it's <laughs> about all I've ever had. But the Waldorf Astoria Hotel and Resorts, you can tell this was written by a PR person, shifts into the fast lane with the global launch of the Waldorf Astoria driving experiences. People who write this stuff should be just, I don't know, forced to write that over and over and over again. Sharing the exhilaration of driving the world's best cars, Ferrari uh, 458, McLaren MP4, Porsche GT3, Lamborghini Huracan, uh, Lamborghini Galato. Now bookable at 12 of the brand's 26 hallmark landmark uh, Waldorf Astoria properties across North America, Europe, and the United Arab Emirates. Designed to appeal to discerning travelers, automotive enthusiasts, and adrenaline junkies. Each Waldorf Astoria driving experience will begin with the introduction and a tutorial by world-class race champions... And before they leave, participants on, an unforgettable and bespoke journey through some of the world's most scenic landscapes. You've got to use big words to impress people, words that nobody really knows what that means. It means like, "custom-made," "made for you." Um, the driving program will start its engines. I hate this. Who writes this junk? The driving experience will start its engines at six properties in North America, four in Europe, and two in the uh, United Arab Emirates uh, through the end of December. Total drive time will be approximately three hours, with stops for meals. The cost of the experience is cheap. It's only $999 per couple. Excluding accommodation. I thought it was going to be a lot more, actually. The program can be booked by visiting uh, Waldorf Astoria slash driving experiences or call 1-800-WALDORF. A Father's Day gift, I would think. Uh, no, that doesn't include the room. Uh, following a successful drive, they they started this in uh, uh, last year. Uh, it, is, it is some pretty nice cars, and it's not... It's not all the time in every location. So, for instance, say you were um, going to the uh, Biltmore, Waldorf Astoria Biltmore in Phoenix, Arizona. You can only do it through October through December. Or the Boca Raton Resort and Club. Uh, That one's July, July for a couple weeks, August for a week or so, and December... Uh, if you're going to the, uh, the uh, Waldorf Astoria Hotel, the Roosevelt in New Orleans, you can do that uh, this weekend yep. or September, October. Again, I, or if you go to Park City, Utah, you can do it uh, through uh, through a couple weeks there, too. And having been to Park City, Utah, and also going to... Uh, Drive. We we actually drove from Park City, Utah, through Wyoming and back into Utah again. Interesting that you're up literally 10,000 feet above sea level on a two-lane road with no guardrails. So now it's 10,000 feet above sea level, so it's not like you're 10,000 feet high on a road, but it is a long way down. It had to be... It had, to, it had to be a thousand feet down, and at one point, Joanne said to me, "Can you drive in the middle of the road? I'd rather we get hit by a car than fall off the edge." So um, it was. It, I will admit, it was. It was uh, the pretty steep roads and no guardrails. No. We're